0: Ladies and gentlemen, this podcast is brought to you by Goris Nexus and Vandelay Industries. If you want an export import guy for Latex, please see our friend Art Vandelay. Mr. Vandelay will take care of you and all of your latex needs. Um, big week. A lot of things happening. Uh, there's a couple of things I wanted to talk about. First of all, I want to address the eight, you know, the, the 265 pound gay man in the room, which is you know, the the gay who attacked Nancy Pelosi's husband, okay? Now, I know okay. this is just the rumor right now, but I was talking to Jaron, and I've been hearing it and seeing it on Twitter, that I, I don't know, I want to believe. It's like, I want to believe in this. It's like believing in, in Santa Claus. I want, the, I want the magic to be there, and I want this individual who assaulted, the, who gained entry to the... The House of the Speaker, the, the Speaker of the House's home, with no resistance and no security whatsoever, uh, accessed the home of the third most powerful individual outside the banking cartel and the military industrial complex and in the CIA, the people you would allegedly vote for. Uh, third most powerful person, mm-hmm. and got in there and had a hammer fight and cracked the skull of uh, Nancy Pelosi, and he's the dull pineapple guy. I think, right? Because she's the pineapple princess. She's worth like $20 million, by the way. How you get that rich being the Speaker of the House and the salary is not that high, one can only wonder.
1: It's definitely (laughs) not insider trading.
0: Insider trading. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, I heard that he's gay and uh, he was going to have this uh, butt sex with this gay prostitute that he picked up and then there was a beef and then there's photographs of the home where there was the altercation, and in the break-in photographs, now of course this could be taken completely out of context, and I'm willing to completely concede that. But the glass was shattered going out, not going into the house. You understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like the photograph showed the the shards and debris as they say in French, it's debris, um, on the outside of the home, as if it was broken from the inside and again mr pelosi's head uh, has been cracked and he is in the hospital he's expected to make a full recovery so his butt fucking days are not quite over just yet and lucky mm-hmm. him and how happy we are for him so the first thing let's take a look at this so this is some wild stuff here and again i i i, I want to believe in the gay prostitute story because it would just be too perfect you know what i mean it would confirm You know, everything that we know about these political types and their arranged marriages, like, you know, for example, the Clintons, we're pretty sure they had sex just once, and that's how Chelsea Clinton got here. I don't think William Jefferson Clinton was interested in her at all. And, you know, as far as we know, you know... You know, mrs clinton was uh keeping company with that lady who wears a hood over her head what the
1: hell <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> I, heard in her, I heard her and obama just stink um obama and hillary both smell like sulfur um if you don't get it you should probably listen to the previous episode or watch it or however you uh enjoy this so this is it david depop or is it Depoppy? poppy was accused by San Francisco police of attempting homicide in the Paul Pelosi home invasion attack on Friday. Okay. 42 year old with concerning online presence and ties to a radical nudist activist. That is something you don't see every day. A radical nudist activist is accused of breaking into the San Francisco home of house speaker Nancy Pelosi Friday morning and attacking her husband with a hammer, according to the city police. Officers arrested the Berkeley man, yeah, a a guy from Berkeley, big conservative, Uh, (laughs) huge right winger, Berkeley, Um, man after they responded to a call around 2.30 in the morning and encountered him and the Congresswoman's 82-year-old husband, Paul, struggling over a hammer. The suspect pulled the hammer away from Mr. Pelosi and violently assaulted him with it, San Francisco Police Chief William Scott said during a news briefing later that morning. Our officers immediately tackled the suspect, ass-fucked him, disarmed him, and took him into custody, requesting emergency backup and rendering medical aid after his asshole was bleeding. Maybe they weren't the ones that fucked him. I don't know. Both Pelosi and DePapi um, were taken to the hospital after the incident. The attack left the, ho- the attack left Pelosi hospitalized, but is expected to make a full recovery after ungo- undergoing successful surgery on a fractured skull. According to Nancy Pelosi's spokesperson, excuse me, how dare they use man in that sentence? How bold of them to assume. He also suffered serious injuries on his left arm and both hands and his rectum. Hamill said that De Poppy threatened Pelosi's uh, life while demanding to see his wife. The suspect allegedly broke into the house and began, shou- began shouting, where is Nancy? Sources told Fox News earlier that day. Mr. Depapi will be booked into San Francisco County Jail on the following charges of attempted homicide, assault with a deadly weapon, elder abuse, burglary, and several other additional felonies. The motive remained under investigation. The FBI and Capitol Police were assisting. Well, no cover up here. I mean, those two fine institutions of, you know, complete honesty and transparency. Now I'm sure it's fine. He's been described on Twitter as alternatively as a far-right extremist and a nudist who sold handmade jewelry. I'm going to read that one more time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. De Poppy or De Pop, whatever, Paul's boyfriend. De poopy. Yeah. De Poopy? Yeah, De Poopy's more like it probably. (laughs) De Poopy. (laughs) Has been described on Twitter alternatively as a far-right extremist and a nudist who sold handmade jewelry.
2: A nudist that who is, sold handmade jewelry. That is
0: the most unique combination I have heard, at least.
2: Can you buy this handmade jewelry? I
0: don't think Etsy's probably going to keep his site up anymore. The store's probably Oh, because he's white
2: ring? White, right wing. Oh,
0: right ring. Yeah. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> You're a big racist over there. <laughs> yeah.
2: I'm not a racist.
0: He also has ties to a Berkeley nudist activist named Gypsy Tob, according to California State Senator <laughs> Gypsy Tob. Tob, according to California State Senator Scott Wiener. No, you
2: guys, like this is the second hilarious name I heard today earlier. Somebody oh. called into work and their fucking name, their literal first name was Muffin.
0: No, I don't believe no, you. No, I swear to I God. B-
2: I swear to God. I swear to God. Cause my coworker took the call. No way. And she passed them over to me because I was busy on another call and I got off the phone and she was like <laughs> she started laughing. She had me you a note. Know, She's like, I'm pretty sure this person said their first name was Muffin. And I was like, Okay. I, I and don't I, believe I you. couldn't I couldn't stop laughing and I answered the phone and I had to control myself and I was pretty good at it. And <laughs> she repeated her name as Muffin. Oh,
0: Muffin.
1: Muffin.
0: Muffin. Muff.
2: Yeah. Good old stuff. Muffin. And Muffin. It sounds like a
1: drag queen name.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah, it sounds like something. Um, I have to be careful. We're riding two strikes now on the YouTube. So um, I love Joe Biden and um, democracy. And I'm a a confirmed Democrat. um, Just, (laughs) you know. so yes, yeah,
1: there
0: we go. So Scott Weiner says that Gypsy Taub and Berkeley is uh, a and Berkeley is a Berkeley nudist who this guy has connections to. So right wing plus Berkeley plus Gypsy the nudist definitely makes sense. That there's absolutely no horseplay at uh, whatsoever here. Yeah. I'm I'm quite confident of it. So Same. yeah. She was the ringleader, and he was extremely aggressive and creepy, Weiner told Fox News Digital Friday night.
2: <laughs> Wiener!
0: Wiener. I, I think he was one of the people in her work. They weren't regular nudist, nudity activists, either, he said. They were that they were aggressive, and she embraced 9-11 denials and has a criminal past. Jesus Christ. This is the best story of the year, and it's not even over yet. According to Alameda County District Attorney's Office press release from last summer, a woman named Oxane Taub, who shared the address, was convicted of more than 20 charges after stalking a 14-year-old boy she had become fixated on and attempted to kidnap.
2: Okay, that's not
0: fucking Jesus funny. Jesus
1: Christ, dude.
0: That's awful. Jesus Christ. These Holy people shit. are
1: fucking caricatures, man.
0: It's it, California, man. It, it's wild shit. And by the way. Is
2: that boy okay? Jeez. I don't know.
1: I hope that uh,
0: he's. I hope the boy is fine. Uh, we had a, a shitload of downloads come out of California. So whoever you are, the bunch of you, one of you, I don't give a fuck. Please let me know what's happening here, because the rest of us look at this like it's literally a foreign country. This is some wild shit. This is some wild shit. Like, like literal pot
2: belly goblins. With
0: green-looking skin.
2: They're running around screaming that they love Satan and want to eat babies. Mm-hmm. They, try they try to kidnap eat them. babies. They stalk them.
0: I and just, I, 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 you can't make this shit up, guys. Like, truth is stranger than fiction. Yeah. Um, Over the course of 14 months, she sent him numerous obsessive emails, created blogs directed at him, the 14-year-old, used his friends to send him messages, and eventually tried to abduct him a few blocks from his school in Berkeley. Jesus
2: fucking Christ.
0: Okay. While the case was pending, Todd also tried to dissuade the victim from testifying. So, okay, great. I guess this is kind of like allowed in California, or at least in Marin County or Alameda. Separate uh, court filings show a 2017 lawsuit over Wiener's anti-nudity ordinance. There was an anti-nudity ordinance filed by a plaintiff named Oxan Gypsy Taub. The FBI arrived at Taub's address Friday afternoon and asked the young man there about Depepe, DePape, DePoopy. He told them DePoopy hadn't been there in years. Okay? Now I'm going to show you something here, ladies and gentlemen. I'm going to show you something here. This is the glass that I'm talking about. For those of you that are taking the podcast in via whatever you know streaming you know app thing that you have to you know download the show. I just understand. I'm looking at this photograph here, and again I'm describing the, the door like the glass is smashed going out towards the street, like a break in. I don't think of glass. Being in a pile outside of the door as you're forcing your way in. How
2: do you see that? Because I can't see it.
0: It's it's right here where the mouse is. Okay. Yeah, there's a pile of glass right there where the glass had been broken. Um, after this uh, nudist broke in to attack Nancy Pelosi's gay husband. Okay. Um, I, I'm th- this is again. I want to believe that that is true because it just shows the debaucherous behavior of these people where like they know there's nothing not the wrong with being gay but like you're married to cover it up or like you totally accept the fact that you know your husband is you know <laughs> getting filled up like a like you know filled out like an application while you're you know grifting and you know robbing the people of millions of dollars uh, as the speaker of the house um I, I again so this is the part that gets to me i'm not i'm not so sure what the deal is i didn't know that that part of California, they needed to have an ordinance against nudity. However, Brian sent uh, Christopher and I a video on Twitter of a homeless person masturbating while the cops walked by. Uh, yeah, just jerking away in front of this person's uh, business, like that's a small fucking business.
2: fucking Right
0: there on the streets in L.A. So, I again, I don't know how you want, like I understand that California is not all like that, you have the redwoods, you have a lot of beautiful places, the mountains and stuff, but the problem is is you all are ruled by those people who allow the jerking off in the street. Now again, I'm all for doing whatever you want, but I don't think you should be jerking off on the sidewalk in front of somebody's business. Again, I, you know, we, there's videos of kids in San Francisco walking to school while people are shooting heroin right next to them. Junkies and homeless people. Again, not exactly something that people really want to live with. Um, I believe San Francisco also passed a law that says if you steal less than a thousand dollars, you will not be prosecuted. So people just go in and just steal shit. Well, how long is that going to last before all the businesses are like, "We're not going to do business here. See ya." But those Hi. people, yeah, those people that work there, no job, and you know the people that need to buy things that are not degenerate scum they, they're not going to have anywhere to go so keep it up so yeah so some wild shit out of um out of california again if you've heard any of the uh, stories about them i want more information and they're not telling us everything i know that that's a very alex jones thing to say but they're not telling us everything I, I'm, I'm fully convinced of that there's something strange going on in that neighborhood uh and mr de Pepe, to Poppy, the Poopy, and uh Nancy's husband were probably up to no good. And again, good for him being 82 years old and, and hooking up with a dude half of his age, I guess. That's a little weird, but you know, I'm not here to judge. You know, your lifestyle is your lifestyle. So, you know, and you know, and we wish them well. Um so yeah, that was interesting. Now, Angel, I sent you a video, and I'd like to play this video. Um to see if we can uh watch and see what what's going on with this idea has anybody heard of the dead internet theory i i have not okay christopher the dead internet theory have you heard of this before
1: i've heard it mentioned a few times i never really like looked into it like extensively but i've definitely heard of it
0: okay yeah, it's interesting. And this again, Brian uh, sent this to me, and he's not going to be here for a while. I guess I said that before. Then he ended up showing up. I don't. I don't think he's going to be back for a while because of his job. Um, we might see him sometime in December. He's supposed to come to the to, to some sort of get together we're having next month, which is going to be a really good time. Um, but um, Angel, let me know when you're ready. Is this
2: start. on Facebook?
0: Yeah, it's a Facebook video. Yeah. So if you want to, you know, roll that beautiful bean footage for us, and uh, I want to get people's take on this.
2: Hold on, let me go back.
0: Yeah, that's all right. You go ahead and you do what you got to do. Let's hit that. uh, Yeah, we definitely need the volume. All right, let's go. Let's see it.
3: Dead internet theory. No. Around 2005, 2015, 2016, AI started getting so integrated into social media, and integrated into the way the internet infrastructure works became sentient well basically they have been allowing ai to control and monitor and alter the internet as we know it and as ai has been learning more they slowly have been deleting old information and propagating new information and how would somebody go about verifying this is if you do a google search eventually when you get to the end of the google search it clarifies how many search results are left about this topic. So if you look up something like barbecue chicken, so you might have a half a billion, let's say a billion search results comes up. And then you, know, you go through each one of the numbers, like page one, page two, page three, and it's got like 10 results on each page. By the time you get to the last available page, which is like page 52 or 55 or 60, the number on the search result changes. And it goes from being at a billion search results to the actual number that you've just clicked on. They're showing you a number in the beginning as a facade, but when you get to the last page, it tells you the reality of the results. And it's almost like one of those fake staged Western townhouse. You know how everything's like basically just a piece of wood, it's not even a real store. But on camera, you can't tell the difference because of the angle. But when you look behind, there's actually nothing back. there. It's just a straight piece of wood. The internet's putting out this facade That there's all this vast information and you could find anything and there's everything on here. But then in the reality, when you start going deeper and you look behind the wall, you notice there's nothing back there. Mm -hmm. It's almost the same as the first page results. There's not like this big, vast variety of internet. But the illusions given there, we have one billion search results. So what does all this mean? That slowly... The government has been propagating a psyop correlated. This is like the modern expansion of MK Ultra that this is all mind control, mind manipulation, uh, propagating the sheep into a certain funnel that they can control by giving you the illusion of freedom. But really, they've just been controlling everybody by the amount of information they propagate on the internet. It's weird. It's like they're they're smart. They're not restricting your freedom of speech. They're just making sure nobody can see it. So all you get to find when you do these search results is basically what the government wants you to know. That fits around what we call trends. Everything now is trend-centered. If you try to be too unique, you know nobody follows you on TikTok. If you try to say something too innovative, everybody thinks you're a weirdo. You need to follow the trends. And trends make the whole PSYOP easier for the government. Because who's creating the trends? So what are we gonna do? Well, there's uh, that's a good question. What can we do? We how do you fight AI? I don't know. That's actually the problem. How do you how do you fight against oh, AI, little- an unseen force that not it never stops working and it's infinitively just manipulating information yeah, based mean, upon what it deems is fitted for society. But what they will find is about the new dinosaur bones that they discovered or the new hominid bones that they discovered, or the new link to this, or the new chorizo James Webb telescope photo. <laughs> but they're not going to allow you to know about that guy over there who maybe discovered how to turn water into a new form of alternative fuel. They're going to make that guy get swatted and delete his website. And AI is going to create a new thing and a whole story on how he just died of a heart attack. You don't fit with the status quo that the government psyop wants to push on the people. They're just going to make sure nobody sees your website. They're going to, And then eventually you're just going to run out. You're not going to pay for another year of hosting, and the website's going to go dead because nobody ever sees your website. So let's say you have this whole dissertation on this whole new theory on whatever topic that you want, and you discovered it. So you want to put it out there, and you say, I'm going to make a website because the government can't shut down my website. That's true. Well, I guess they could, but they're not. They're going to do something better. They're just going to make so sure nobody sees it. Think about how this is all interconnected with the censorship. So let's say you say, you know what? I know they are going to plot it, block me. So I'm going to create a Facebook page and just start pumping it out there. Well, guess what happens on Facebook? The same exact thing. You sit around talking about certain subjects. They make sure nobody can see it. So then you say, I go to TikTok. They're going to do the same thing. I'm going to go to Instagram. They're going to do the same thing. This whole thing is interconnected with this whole censorship mentality because no matter what you do and what you try, the government simply is just going, and it's not the government person. There's not a human being. It's AI censoring out everything through keyword manipulation and making sure that whatever information the government does not want distributed to the public, it will get blocked. They're not going to restrict your access. You have the freedom to create whatever you want, say whatever you want, they're just gonna make sure nobody sees it
0: so there's that and i wanted to get everybody's take on this um what do you all think about this because i am incredibly troubled by this because i find the presentation of the material to be very convincing and also i think that there's a lot of truth to it i want to know what you what you think uh, I, I, I'm I'm bothered by that because I think that we have seen it. We've seen it on Twitter. We've seen the censorship and the throttling of accounts on Twitter. It, it's it's it was painfully obvious that Elon Musk has actually come out and you know said yeah you know we're, we have to clean this up. And by the way, I'm enjoying the meltdown on Twitter over his purchase of the company and seeing the people who are allegedly champions of free speech showing their true colors which are that they don't believe in a modicum of free speech, they believe in controlled speech. What do you think about this? Because, I mean, I'm, I don't know any engineers that create software, I don't know anybody who works in this industry. And for people to come out, well, actually, you know, I, I kind of did some of this stuff in 1999 you know, when I was running a fucking Angel Fire website, I, I don't want to hear it. Because you, this is high level shit that has been developed over time. We're dinosaurs compared to what they're doing now. Okay? So, what do you think? Do you think there's some legitimacy to this?
2: Uh, absolutely. Okay. A- 100%. How do you think the, um, you know, do you really think, using YouTube as an example, mm-hmm. we've gotten strikes on YouTube. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> based upon conversations that we've had recently, even about COVID-19, and they try to say it's misinformation when you were just reading an article. Correct. So... As that, using that as an example, no human is sitting there watching this video and listening to it. It's being run through a computer program that's picking up on keywords and taking those keywords and deciding, is this yes, no, whatever, right? Mm -hmm. And based upon the conversation, it's saying, this is bad. And that's what it's doing for websites content across the board that it's absolutely a hundred percent um the algorithms and software and code and all of that shit designed to pick up on keywords it's absolutely being used to censor things okay um there was an article years and years and years ago that i read that said stop googling stuff you're feeding the algorithm stop googling people their names Uh, information like you know on people or whatever because you're feeding the algorithm and you know yeah i I mean it's true absolutely
0: okay all right christopher what
1: do you think i think it's mostly true but i think i i call bs on the sentient ai I, i i don't think that we've invented a, a true sentient ai yet and if it was sentient ai you'd have a hard time manipulating it um, yeah. no one would be able to control it at that point and it wouldn't be the government in control it'd be the ai in control so are are do they have algorithms and like ai bots mm-hmm. you know that that monitor things and do they control things and do they suppress things fucking lootly 100% there's no denying that but but it, it becomes far-fetched when they say it's a, an AI that's become sentient because if the AI was sentient I I believe number one depending we could potentially be in far more trouble with than just information being suppressed and controlled um <laughs> and, and Uh, I don't think anybody would truly be able to manipulate uh, like a sophisticated, sentient AI.
2: I agree with that. Uh, Fair
1: enough. They'd have a hard time. So I feel like that's far-fetched. But do they have algorithms and stuff that can manipulate shit? Absolutely, 100%. Like, that's there's no doubt in that. If you don't believe that, you're naive. Yeah. Uh, I mean, simply put, if you don't think that these platforms haven't conspired together to control things, they absolutely have. And I do think that's part of the reason... Why they're so scared shitless about Elon Musk purchasing Twitter, um, I, and I'm not championing him at, at all or anything of that nature because he's, you know, flawed just like uh, anybody else. But sure. uh, but I think that's part of the reason. Like he's he's like no longer like in their their cool kids like elite club, uh, and and they're all freaking out about it, especially over the whole Twitter verification thing. You know, that's their. Uh, that's how you can tell the, you know the the bourgeois from the fucking the peasant class on, on yep. Twitter, and, and, and they hand out verification with no rhyme or reason, because um, there'll be some accounts that are verified that have like a couple thousand followers, but because they're a fucking. Journalist for fucking Vox Media or something like that, they get a fucking notification. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Like they're a do nothing fucking nobody fucking shit lord that puts out shitty fucking blogs on the fucking internet. It just so happens that one of the major uh, media platforms fucking lets him spew his shit for everybody to read. Yep. So, so they're like, well, let's give him a blue check mark so that way he can spray his verbal diarrhea and have fur- further reach. So, like, like, so that they're freaking out about it. Especially, like, did you see AOC's fucking shit take?
0: I loved it, and he responded to her like, "Yeah, you know, thanks sure for your opinion." It'll still be eight <laughs> dollars. <laughs> <laughs> but it's funny because somebody did put out a meme I thought was quite funny, and when it has like the NPC that says, "You know, tax the rich," and they're like, "Oh yes, Queen, yes," you know, because AOC's saying it. But then, you know, when Elon Musk is charging the rich to pay $8 a month, that's a fucking problem. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, I'm going to pay the $8 a month because I want to be a verified shit lord. I, I definitely want absolutely eight like it would be great because now the the, the the commons are going to be flooding in to the to the heart to the house of lords it's going to be great you know the drapes are going to get torn down shit's going to get defaced, the, the turlet's going to back up you got all these common people coming in here and they're shitting everywhere and now they're part of the club and it's fucking disgusting you know how dare how dare they you know yeah i agree with you and yeah he is a flawed human being for sure i mean i don't think that he has the kind of money that puts him into Superman villain status. He could be a Lex Luthor. That kind of makes me nervous, you know, like a uh, cartoon style villain. But at the same time, I am enjoying the meltdown. Like I, I won't lie. Oh, this is epic.
2: I think that yeah, he, you know, I agree with you on that. I think that like he really is interested in innovation and moving things along as quick as possible and trying to get us into the next steps and phases of technology, whatever that is. I think he's definitely invested in that. And I would give him points on that side because, you know, he is trying to do things in the SpaceX. I mean, the, the stuff that he's doing with SpaceX with the the rockets coming back down and and being able to guide and land them, um, you know, back from from their launching point because otherwise, like, it just goes like into like trash or whatever and it's not reusable the fact that he was able to come up with that and reuse it is like amazing to me pretty
0: rad for sure
2: you know the stuff that Mm -hmm. he's doing is just i find it to be really cool on that side of like the the exploration and the furthering of the innovation and and um you know technology for mankind i i think that that's awesome that he does those things because not a lot of people do
0: yeah, I agree with that and he does get a lot of funding from the federal government. Like he yeah. I get it. You know.
2: I get it. But it's cool that, you know, there's that's one thing that I thought was really cool that he came up with that. And he was able I don't to disagree. achieve that.
0: I, I don't dis I don't disagree. I do bring you something that's a little bit troubling before we move on to the proposed uh, amnesty brought forward by, you know, I usually throw the New York Times in as being the worst publication in this country. Uh, however, the Atlantic, I think, is the champion, asshole, blue ribbon, fucking one. <laughs> um, Winner of all the um, all the shitty, the worst periodical probably in the entire republic is the Atlantic. We'll get that in just a second. So, you know, we're all familiar with the sun. Um you know, the star that kind of holds us all together in, you know, this wonderful dance of planets and rotations around it and how we measure time and all that good stuff. But did you know your friend the sun, you know, the life giving sun, which is more real than the god you worship, probably? I'm not, well, I mean, I don't want to get rude, but whatever. You know, I worship the sun too because it's real. Um, no, I'm just kidding. I don't want to get, I don't, but anyway, do you know the sun has been hiding something from all of us? And this is terrible news. This is really not good. Um, I think it's great because I think it's high time that we put an end to all of the the shenaniganry that we've been enduring uh, for the entire length of the species, by the way. It's not that fun except for brunch on Sundays as we talked about on the B-side. Okay, Uh, Astronomers have discovered three asteroids that have been hiding unseen in the sun's glare. Great news. The space rocks are considered near-Earth objects meaning their orbits take them within roughly 120 million miles of the sun. The biggest of these three asteroids, named 2022 AP-7, also known as Asphister, is nearly one mile wide, large enough to be called the Planet Killer has an orbit that one day might cross paths with the Earth, according to a Monday statement from NOIR Lab, which operates the telescope that spotted the asteroids. But this discovery should not be cause for alarm, experts say. There is an extremely low probability of impact in the foreseeable future. Tracy Becker, a planetary scientist at the Southwest Research Institute who did not contribute to the work, tells the New York Times' Robin George Andrews. These are the people that just found it, are now telling us that we shouldn't worry about it. Okay, you didn't even know it was there, but now you're telling. Now we know that it is. You probably shouldn't worry about it.
2: No, I was never gonna worry about it. <laughs>
0: no, it's just Freaking... Let her rip, dude. Yeah. Let her rip. Um, in in the event that the asteroid. Hopefully, like...
1: the point of impact is California. <laughs>
0: <laughs> at least start with that. And yeah. At
1: least start with that.
0: Marin County. Start with that. The tip. Just the tip. Um, in the event that the asteroid collides with our home planet at a far future date, it would be a mass extinction event that hasn't been seen on <clears> Earth <throat> in millions of years, Scott Shepard, an astronomer at the Carnegie Institute of Science, told CNN's Ashley Strickland. Shepard and others detailed the discovery in the Astronomical Journal. I don't know, Angel. Do you uh, subscribe to that? I know you're a ScienceDaily.com kind of person.
2: Um, I usually just go. I'm kind of boring. I, go, I just go to Science Daily, and if there's nothing on there, I don't really venture outside of that. Um, we got is, no science today. I okay? mean. <laughs> but no like yeah I when I when I come across other articles yeah. I read them on other science websites I'm not like you know only science daily but like when I go to physically like you know look something up I'll go there and look at it because they yeah. list a bunch of stuff in a bunch of different categories um so no I have not heard of this asteroid okay or...
0: well it's nothing to worry about according to the people who just discovered it so whatever listen. <laughs> i'm I'm okay with it like I'm really okay with it. Yeah. I haven't I haven't done nearly all of the things that I wanted to and I'm probably never going to anyway for a lack of funds. I've also failed to accomplish many things I sought out to accomplish so fuck it let let her rip at least we could stop and have brunch prior to the entire demise of the species. yeah I'm
2: hungry now
0: and high time um now getting back to. You know, not everybody can be the Billings Gazette. I understand that, okay? <laughs> they I, I they set a
1: pretty high bar, man. They did. <laughs> a pretty I high. I mean... One. Yeah.
0: yeah, it's... it. Chris, it is a hard act to follow.
1: The creme de la creme.
2: That's a periodical of great, great note.
1: Yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, Montana's fine. Even the crop, it rises to the top.
0: That's right. The Atlantic, however, would be... I don't know, somewhere close to, I don't know, the bacteria that feeds upon pond scum at, you know, it is the worst publication in the Republic.
1: Like, I I don't know even know about, I think that's an insult to pond scum. Fair enough. Pond scum floats on top of the water. So whatever it is that sinks to the bottom. Fish poop. There we go. Fish poop
0: fish poop fish is fish poop it's yes yeah, it's, it's the bacteria fish. that feeds upon the fish poop at the bottom of the pond fish feed yeah <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> often forgotten um so I, we are not fans of the atlantic whatsoever if you wanted a hot take machine only not like dr claire foster who does what she does because we all know that she's having a good time with it This is literally a hot take machine who is doing it on purpose. Like, no, 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 we believe in what we're saying.
1: Unironically.
0: (laughs) Thank you. Unironically. It is the biggest pile of garbage. So, the rag that has been telling Americans for two and a half years to suck it up, jab up, shut up, um, take your vacations and you'll like it, all right, Um, to not question anything is now advocating one of its one of its employees wrote an article penned an article how it's time for uh co uh no i want to call it vacation amnesty i don't want it because we're on two strikes so we're probably going to lose the channel after this so enjoy it while you can we're over on bit shoot anyway um but i'm going to try my best so amnesty for all of the draconian soviet style stalinist measures that were taken during the height of the vacation um during the uh i don't know vacation times during vacation times yes and advocating for people who first of all there are some troubling videos you know that i remember and then of course are put into the chat this week i'll never forget that old woman who was at the funeral of her husband and she's crying because she lost the love of her life you know this been probably married for 40 years or whatever and people were separated the chairs were separated for the six feet or two meters of social distancing wherever the fuck you people are from um i I mean that nicely i don't i don't do metric you could tell me all day long how easy it is it's just not for me okay just not for me um i don't like mango and i don't like the metric system there's just two things i'm just not gonna do
2: mango's fucking gross i'm not a
0: fan not a fan at all i'll eat papaya but not mango um so they're i don't know how i feel about that it's just i've had mango sauce, so that's good i've had mango chutney that's good but the fruit by itself is not for me it's just mm. not for me not not for me so they have these people separated <laughs> at a funeral going back to the dead person
2: chris is giving us the side eye I, I,
0: listen <laughs> I've we, tried
2: it. It's just not. It's
0: just not for me.
2: It's okay. I just don't.
1: I didn't say it like apple pie. Am I, I I feel like I'm an in invasion of the body snatchers. <laughs> I'll
0: try it again for you, pal. But I'm not so sure. Uh, i I've I've, I've I've.
2: Maybe we got like a bad piece of fruit or something.
0: Several times, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I'll try it again. Like I said, I'll do mango chutney. Mango chutney's all right. I I can eat that.
2: It just there wasn't much flavor to it when when I tried the piece of fruit that I tried of the mango, there wasn't a lot of flavor to it. It, it wasn't sweet, and it wasn't like it was like an in between weirdo flavor that I did not enjoy. It smelled really good, it did not taste good. Does that make sense? So if I got a bad. It wasn't ripe right,
1: because I've had mango and it that was juicy and sweet and delicious. Was that when you were
0: down in Mexico?
1: Uh, no, I didn't have mango down there. I've just had mangoes that were good. I was, I was just thinking while
0: you were down, like uh, visiting the Maya, you got the real fucking deal from the tropics, and like, okay, it's hard to compete against that, you know?
2: Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No,
1: I, I, that's not my basis of comparison. Okay. I will enough. look I, up I've, I've, I've the proper
2: way there. to eat mango because maybe it wasn't ripe. I don't know.
0: We'll figure out the mango situation. Okay. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll figure <laughs>
2: out like, adjustments
0: <laughs> will be made. Yes, the the full recompense is coming. Um, But yeah, so this lady is crying at this funeral, Mm -hmm. and people scoot their chairs in towards her to comfort her, and the funeral director comes out and yells at them to separate. And it's not just the funeral director, because I I wouldn't have the stomach or the courage to do that to somebody. I just wouldn't. That's just not in me. I'm just not that kind of person. There are several times where... (laughs) If not all the time ignoring the rules is usually a good thing um, but the draconian rules that were put in place were some of these overreactions to the vacation that was happening um, So <laughs>
1: vacation happen. I gotta be
0: careful man. two strikes man it's like California state law you're going I'm to the waiting to for life. I'm waiting
2: to upload anything on YouTube by the way until after the strike like because we have two strikes one it ex- one expires. In November, something, and like I think <laughs> more more towards the end of the month, and then Great. the second one expires in February. So I'm waiting, until so, like you know Get I'll put up bit,
1: shoot, ladies and maybe
2: gentlemen. I'll put up some shorts and like you know link. I don't know. I don't know what to do, but I'm afraid. So I'm waiting. I'm,
0: I'm scared. So getting back to this whole thing. So the Washington Examiner, a Kaylee McGee, McGee with an H, White. Uh, who is a writer and deputy editor of Restoring America, says COVID amnesty is impossible. Okay?
2: Don't read any more.
0: Why not? What happened?
2: Because uh, I don't know if it's going to be misinformation. Try, hang
0: on a second. This. hang on, okay? This is... Wait a second. There's an understandable tendency among those who overestimated, overreached to the vacation threat used to use ignorance as an excuse. How could we have known any better when all that was being directed at us was paranoia and panic? How could we have navigated the vacation more rationally when it evolved so rapidly? That is more or less the argument of Dr. Emily Oster made in The Atlantic this week when she asked for vacation amnesty. Oster, who to her credit, and not my credit, by the way, the author's credit. She
1: gets no credit. No.
2: We're not crediting anybody. We don't accredit anything.
1: I looked at her credit score and I said, she's too risky. Denied. (laughs) No good. Denied.
0: (laughs) Was much more clear-headed about the vacation than others, pointing out that the government's leader's zero-sum approach to the vacation was both misguided and unnecessary. It is easy to say looking back, she said, but in the thick of the vacation, it was difficult to know what the best source of action was, she wrote, quote, The people who got it right for whatever reason may want to gloat. Those who got it wrong for whatever reason may feel defensive and retrench into a position that doesn't accord with the facts. All of this gloating and defensiveness continues to gobble up. Gobble.
2: Gobble, gobble.
0: Up a lot of social energy and drive the culture wars, especially on the Internet. These discussions are heated, unpleasant, and ultimately unproductive. In the face of so much uncertainty, getting something right had a hefty element of luck, and similarly getting something wrong wasn't a moral failing. Treating vacation choices as a scorecard on what some people racked up more points than others is preventing us from moving forward. The author goes on,
1: Good, I don't want to fucking move forward with these people.
0: No, not at Man, all. They can fuck off. Yeah, they really <laughs> mishandled the vacation. Um, worst and, vacation and, ever. Worst vacation ever, my friend. So the author from the Washington Examiner continues, I'd be much more sympathetic to this argument if the over-the-top government restrictions and social conformity lasted only until the data began rolling in. That's fair. Not really, but... I will, that's, something, that's a statement that I could say, okay, based on empirical evidence, we're going to go do this because the vacation is whatever. But that's not what happened. Instead, the public was forced to live with school closures, mask mandates, and even draconian vacation mandates for two years. Long after we knew that schools weren't super spreaders, that cloth masks didn't work, and that the vacations didn't stop transmission. Two years of forced social isolation which kept families from holding funerals and weddings and blocked them from visiting loved ones in the hospital. Two years of back and forth restrictions which crushed businesses, closed houses of worship, and did immense developmental damage to children uh, with learning disabilities and special needs. The damage is too great. The consequence, too devastating just for us to move on and put it all behind us, especially since the majority of those responsible for the havoc refuse to apologize or even acknowledge the harm their policies have done. Communist Kansas Governor Laura Kelly, for example, said in September that she would make no apologies for a decision uh, based on the vacation to shut down the state's schools despite enormous academic and social setbacks students have suffered as a result. Disgraced former Governor Meatball Andrew Cuomo Boopy, likewise refused to admit that his policy forcing people who were on the vacation into nursing homes cost thousands of lives. And Dr. Fuck You Fauci continues to insist that the mask mandates were and still are a good idea and that if on, their only downside is that no one wants to
2: that, obey them. I mean, like... I- we can't post this video on YouTube.
1: <laughs> okay, whatever.
2: Because they're going to ban us for forever. That's fine.
1: Then, then we won't post the video on YouTube. That's it. on post it on bitch yep.
0: I've, I've been talking about vacations.
1: I don't even know what you're talking yeah,
2: about. Yeah, but the, the content. Right?
1: Yeah, we disagree with the itinerary of this vacation that <laughs> you set forth. <laughs> <laughs> There's a couple bullet points here that are fucking bullshit. <laughs> bullshit.
3: <laughs>
1: the
0: point here that we're trying to get at and this is, and of course, it doesn't take a rocket scientist, or you know, a some fucking genius to put this together. The we've had show trials on the January sixth tourists for a while now, okay?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Which means they know that the writing is in the pasta sauce that they're going to lose their majority. Which means that the so-called conservatives. Who are pissed? And by the way, the conservative governors did the same shit too that the democratic ones did. Mike DeWine was one of them. Um, let's let us not forget that um, overwhelming fact. Okay, that uh, Republicans did the same goddamn thing, with the exception of His Majesty King DeSantis, King of the Floridas and all of the all of the islands and the keys. Um, you know, protector of the realm, peace be upon him, future president of the United States. By the way, Joe Biden is down in Florida right now, campaigning against Ron DeSantis, even though Ron DeSantis hasn't officially decided to run for president. But the corpse is down there right now, trying to throw heat at a guy who, I, I, listen, I don't plan on throwing support in any direction, but I can't wait for that show. If there really is a debate, I am absolutely going to watch it absolutely because it is going to be a it's going to be i mean it's really it's sad in a way because somebody it's elder abuse for that man to be up there yeah and get fucking worked like a punching bag like i mean seriously it's like conor mcgregor going up to a 60 pound bag it is absolutely going to be disastrous for the bag um by the way, he had
1: some fucking oh, wrecked. Yeah, it's going
0: to be bad. He shaved his beard, by the way, and like really, he doesn't have the magical beard anymore. I wonder if it's like the Samson thing in the Bible where he lost all of his powers um, now that the beard is gone. Um, he doesn't look like a goblin anymore. It's very weird. Clean-shaven Conor McGregor. Not used to that. Um, but yeah, uh, back to uh, Big Dick Biden down in Florida campaigning. Charlie Chris is going to lose, and by the way, great news. Wonderful news. Tim Ryan's going to lose. The bad news is that JD Vance is going to win. So it's <laughs> it is what it is. And again, for me, it's my i it's in my my immeasurable hatred for Tim Ryan. I can't even put it into words how much I despise that um, fraud, that charlatan, um, that consummate actor from Trumbull County who is the piggiest of pigs, not Mm -hmm. a fan. Um, uh, Now, getting back to this, for the amnesty, the reason why this is coming out, I truly believe, is because people are pissed off about this, even regular walk-of-life people who don't have any kind of political leanings. You know, like Cuomo killed more people than Osama bin Laden did on Mm 9-11. Like, I don't know if anybody's put that together yet but we've been saying it for a while yeah okay here's the other thing what if there are you know like i don't expect justice to be handed out because like jaron and i were talking back and forth like i'm full i'm okay with a trial but for the people who did this who separated their loved ones refused to let them and again i i i think it's straight to the wall after a trial uh i mean this is it that was so awful to do to people and I could tell you right now, I'm very fortunate that neither of my parents were in assisted living. But let me tell you something. If somebody tried to get in my way to see my mother and father, I really, like, one of us is going to go to jail. One of us is going to go to jail. Because I'm not fuck. you're not going to tell me. I was scared at first because I didn't want my, you know, my father's going to be, you know, you know, knock on wood, he's going to be 91 in a couple of weeks. Okay? So... You know, this is an elderly individual when all of this went down. I didn't want to go over there and get him sick. And, you know, it was right – I it was. I turned 40 right when – like there's supposed to be a big birthday party. You know, hey, how are you doing over the hill? You're going to die soon. Let's have a great party. Um, <laughs> I didn't get the 40th birthday party. Uh, I did not. Um, and But my, my mother was like, I'm still making you a cake. Come over for dinner. And I'm like, do you really want me to come over? Because, you know, this is at the end of March of 2020 when, again – this shit is pretty fresh, okay? Everything had just gotten closed up, except our jobs. Christopher still had to go to work. I still had to go to work. Angel still had to go to work. And then uh, Brian was out in New York working the whole mm-hmm. vacation. Um, and my mother told me she, she says to me, my mother says to me, I would rather die than not see you for your birthday. Uh, that's the kind of answer I expect from a mother. That's the kind of answer I expect from a parent. Like, what's more important to you? To me, that's more important. Hanging out with your family, the people that love you, right? Mm -hmm. There are lots of people that went along with it. And their loved ones died alone. You know what I mean? Completely separated. To me, that's a crime that is just beyond the pale. Beyond the pale. So, I hope that there is some justice out of this. And no, there is no forgiveness. There is no fucking amnesty for what you did. There are people who lost generations of invested wealth in their businesses because of the spicy flu. I had it. I caught it. I tested positive. Okay. Why is it spicy? (laughs) Right? It was bad. But not worthy to shut down the Arby's. I, I just, I don't know what to tell you here. You know, it's, uh, the roast beef still well, gotta go. Well, I can
2: tell you that I got it, like, and, you know, it was recently that I, that I got it, and I didn't know that I had it. Um, I just thought I was, like, regular sick of some sort with, like, a fever. You know, I didn't realize yeah. I had COVID, and... But I can tell you, like, I I woke up in the middle of the night, and I had this pain in my left ankle, and it hurt so bad in the joint that I started to think, oh, my God, did I, like, do I now have gout in my in my ankle? Because I remember your story about the, the toe gout, and oh, then fun. Todd, the gay story about the gout that he has, and yep. the pain in my ankle, it was my left ankle, it was so terrible, I'm like did I do something? Did I like, do you, you know,
0: think the ankle pain came from the vacation?
2: Yeah. it. Abso- That's a new one. It absolutely did. Cause it was in my joint and it was only there that it was hurt. And I had a fever and like, it was hurting so bad. And I'm like, what the fuck is with the, my ankle? Like, why is it, you know, why am I in pain in my ankle? And, Like, I started to think all these things, and I had a fever, and I was delirious, and I'm like, did I forget and get up and, like, smack my ankle onto something? Like, that's how bad it hurt. Like, I thought something was wrong with it, and then after, like, a half hour, it went away, and I was like, okay, but, like, for that Mm -hmm. half hour, it hurt really bad. It was uncomfortable. That's
0: terrible that's terrible i'm sorry for your trouble yeah so i don't know
2: but like that was the only thing that i was ever concerned about and like i did have the the high fever at one point where i was like delirious and i i was having like fever dreams and i woke up and like my hand was all like when i woke up and looked at my hand like it was like a blurry nub and i went back to sleep yeah no it was crazy like other than that nope fine
1: okay i'm on nubs i'm going back to bed
2: (laughs) yeah that's exactly what i did i'm like I'll this dunk. ain't
1: right. And my fucking ankle hurts. here Because <laughs> yeah. of the goddamn vacation. Uh, yeah, I'm all nubs. My fucking ankle hurts. <laughs> yeah,
2: I was like, this shit but, ain't right. But Arby's is then.
1: open. Life is short. Enjoy, yeah.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Make sure you get that beef and cheddar so you get that
1: tooth proof right. roast beef.
0: Yes, mm-hmm. indeed. Don't ask why it is. You don't want to know the answer. You do not. Um, so, to conclude this article, which I think is important because I think it's well written the author says until there is a reckoning, we cannot move on because until the officials responsible for the devastation of the past two years are forced to own up to what they did, mm-hmm. there will be no guarantee that this won't happen again. Okay. The power to control what the public can and cannot do is too tempting. And the public health emergency excuse is too convenient for them to, Not to try again. Already, Florida Democratic gubernatorial candidate Charlie Crist is saying he would bring back masks if elected, mask mandates if elected, to combat the winter surge in cases. Boy, Chuck really doesn't want to fucking win, does he? No. Good grief. In Florida, good luck to you. While Oster is right that trying to navigate the vacation at first was like trying to read a map in the dark, that is not an excuse. We agree there. It didn't take long at all for the lights to come back on, and instead of paying attention to the many road signs that warned us where we were heading and in the wrong direction, countless government government officials covered their eyes and pretended that the lights were off still as they drove us off a cliff. We will not forgive, and we will not forget. Well said. I agree with that. I agree with that, and we'll see what happens. Probably nothing. Again, I don't have a, a, a scintilla of hope that there will ever be any accountability. And anybody who harbors that, I envy you. Because I don't think anything will happen. I think that these people walk between the raindrops and always have. And we're just going to have to put up with more of the same. Speaking of more of the same, I want to remind my brother in law said, hey, you know, maybe there's some more government crimes. I mean, Patrick, I love you, buddy. Because there's lots of government crimes that we could talk about. So there's one in particular I brought I brought to the attention of the audience. I'm going to go ahead and tell you. So my brother-in-law kind of inspired me to flip, to take a look at this. And again, it's an unending list of shit that I, we could go on forever. But we're going to give you a little taste today. Okay? Uh, this is f This is from 10 years ago. FBI celebrates foiling its own terror plot again, again, meaning more than once. Federal agents convinced a naive, violence-inclined 21-year-old Bangladeshi that he was a member of Al-Qaeda, giving the dupe fake bombs to blow up the Federal Reserve Bank of New York before swarming in and arresting him on October 17. That's 2012. As, he became, as, as has become typical, excuse me, government officials scrambled to put out a press release patting themselves on the back for their work protecting the homeland. In reality, however, there was no Al-Qaeda. There was no threat, there were no bombs, and the only alleged plot the FBI foiled was the one it helped hatch with its dupe, Quasi-Muhammad Rezwanul, Mm -hmm. Ashan Navi. I'm just going to call him Quasi. Like Quasimodo. (laughs) I'm fine with it. Okay, so Quasi. Like the vast majority of recent domestic terror schemes against the United States... The latest supposed operation was essentially run by authorities from start to finish. It is Um, important to emphasize that the public was never at risk in this case because two of the defendant's accomplices were actually FBI source and FBI undercover agent. Assistant Director FBI Mary Galligan admitted in a press release celebrating the arrest. They don't even realize it. Um, The FBI continues to place the highest priority in preventing acts of terrorism. The criminal complaint filed in the United States District Court mm-hmm. also confirmed that authorities gave their dupe bogus explosives to carry out the bogus attack. <laughs> Stop. Don't do it. Jeez. The material that purported to be the explosive material was accurately inert and posed no threat to the safety of the public. The doctor <laughs> confirmed... <laughs>
3: <laughs> <clears throat>
0: ...fueling more criticism of the government's terror war tactics that include cultivating terrorists and supplying all of their terror needs. Yeah. The apparently dim-witted young man from Bangladesh was in the United States on a student visa when he allegedly tried to find others to join him in carrying out an attack. According to the criminal complaint, he miraculously managed to find an FBI source to help him on his mission. The confidential informant promptly introduced him to government agents who promised to assist. I didn't want something like that, small, quasi allegedly told undercover agent who was posing as an Al-Qaeda member and wearing a recorded device. I just want something big, something very big, very, very, very big that will shake the whole country. He was apparently hoping to, quote, destroy America with an attack that would bring Muslims closer to running the whole world. All right. Despite claiming to have connections, authorities had to convince quasi that he really was part of Al Qaeda. The thing that I want to ask you's oh sorry, you I put an S E in there, sorry. Ask you about is that the thing I'm doing is it under Al Qaeda? The confused would-be terrorist asked one of his government handlers. The unidentified undercover law enforcement officer assured the bewildered dupe that the attack would indeed be for Al Qaeda. In numerous similar setups where the FBI has persuaded dupes to help plot terror attacks, The government offered big money in an effort to get the schemes off the ground. It remains unclear whether Quasi was given any cash reward for his services. However, most everything else was supplied by law enforcement, including the bogus bombs. The undercover agent, for example, asked Quasi what he would need to carry out his attack. The dupe responded that we need a big car with lots of fruits and vegetables in there, which can blow up the whole New York Stock Exchange building. Quazi later proudly told a separate government informant after being convinced by his handler, of course, that he was now officially a member of Al-Qaeda. At one point, Quazi told his handlers that he wanted to go home to see his family before the attack. However, the agents told him not to do that because law enforcement might detect its own plot. More than, more than likely, Quazi was urged not to go home to ensure the FBI would have somebody to arrest after hatching its complex, bogus terror plot over a period of several months. His handlers told him Al-Qaeda would stop helping him if he went home, court documents show. Listen, Al-Qaeda said, if you decide to go back to Bangladesh to see your mom and dad, that they're out. They're not going to finance these bombs and everything, so you're going to want to stay here in the United States, okay? As soon as the news of the arrest was publicly announced, commentators across the internet slammed and ridiculed the FBI and the federal government for continuing to prod dupes into carrying out bogus attacks. Perhaps anticipating that critics would cry foul at yet another foiled government orchestrated terror plot, federal officials said they had to proceed with the setup to ensure Quasi would not go would would not go plot and ta- attack on his own. So we had to carry out the fake plot because he might quasi might go ahead and do his thing on his own instead of doing our thing. Makes sense, right? No. Uh, We had an obligation to take action to protect the public when an individual expressed desire to commit violence and recruits others for the attack. He recruited who? Who were it? Oh, federal agents. Uh, Despite uh, uh, Justice uh, Department spokesman Dean Boyd was quoted as saying, allowing such individuals to proceed without a government response is not an option, given that they may take action on their own or find others willing to assist them. Indeed, the criminal complaint is to be, if it's to be believed, it is true that Quasi was anything but an upstanding citizen. After the FBI convinced him that he was a member of Al Qaeda,
1: that stupid. his government
0: handler was working with Al Qaeda leadership, for example, the would be terrorist said he knew there would be innocent casualties, including women and children. Still, he told his handlers he was ready to proceed quasi also purportedly hoped he, uh, he, the plot he hatched with the FBI would disrupt the upcoming presidential election, according to the criminal complaint. He is apparently an admirer of former CIA asset Osama bin Laden, too. <laughs> oh,
2: well, you know.
0: um Last year, federal authorities hatched a similar half-baked plot using a convicted felon to deceive a group of young self-styled left-wing anarchists trying to blow up a bridge near Cleveland. Y'all remember that? I sure fucking do. (laughs) A separate case in 2009 in which a government informer convinced dupes to plant fake bombs in New York even drew criticism from the judge who oversaw the case who said, The government (laughs) made them terrorists. (laughs) The judge said that? Yeah. Oh, So, um, there you go. I bring you more of the same, as promised. The government is stupid.
2: (laughs) Yeah. shit, I mean, it's like, come on, dude. Like, I could see if they actually went after somebody who was actively trying to plot shit, right? And then, like, they put Mm -hmm. them in jail because they made a fake attack. And they, you know what I mean? Like, that shit makes sense. But the just fucking pick some guy off the side of the fucking street and like you know uh basically groom him and and pimp him out i guess you know for lack of better words right now like they're like we'll give you some money and you do this and he's like i like the money you know like i'm gonna do that get out
1: there and sell that sweet bussy
2: Right, like why 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 don't you go out there and and recruit another motherfucker and we'll give him some money too? And he's like don't you want to make some
1: motherfucking money?
2: Yeah, okay, Right? Yeah. Fucking butters. Yeah, go. (laughs) I'll go ahead. That's a
1: great episode.
2: Okay, Daddy, whatever you want.
1: (laughs) Do you know what I am saying? (laughs)
0: <laughs> do you, yeah. do you know what i am saying i
2: understand what you're saying you don't have to keep asking me
0: <laughs> <laughs> so there butters
2: butters is my favorite south park character. He's, he's
0: definitely up there for me i do like stan because he becomes a cynic and he has to drink because everything sounds like shit and tastes like shit because, <laughs> yeah it's just what happens as you get older and i don't have the alcohol problem yeah. but Maybe it
1: speaks to my character. Maybe I'm just an awful person, but Cartman will forever and always yeah. be my favorite character. I love Cartman, too. He's great. He's great. He's but- such an asshole, and I love oh, it. Yeah. It's
2: yeah. Butters it's is, like, the best um, side slash main character. Oh, yeah. And- For sure. For sure. He, sure. he professor chaos is like the best fucking thing ever i just i love butters because he's so sweet but then he's got that side to him that like comes out and he's like you fucked with me now i'm gonna get you like double and he usually does and it's pretty good i like him
0: yeah that's it's good stuff so there you go i as promised i would do um we'll do some bigger crimes here do not forget we are working on the next con- installment of Conspiracy Corner, which is going to be the Vegas shooting. We're going to talk about that next. I also haven't forgotten about the cryptids we were supposed to start. I would like to put that together before the end of the year. So if you have some favorites, Dave has sent some in. I'm grateful for that. Of course, Elliot did as well. Um, I, I know I'm forgetting something else, but we're gonna put that together and find out. Maybe we we'll put together a round-robin tournament and we'll have the panel decide who moves on And who goes into the ash heap of cryptid history?
2: We need to come up with um, rules for this cryptid. Is it just... Are we doing, like winged versus winged sasquatch versus like another version of no, sasquatch like... i want to
0: focus of uh, the, the categories to be broken down according to supernatural mm-hmm. like having those magical elements of the power to them like the wendigo for example is kind of like has magic uh versus um i'm not going to throw bigfoot into that category despite the fact i've been told he cloaks i'm not buying it i think that bigfoot's just the hide and seek champ um I also I've heard I was we went on a Bigfoot walk my wife and I back in the day with our friend Mark um, Big Mark uh, R uh, he's uh, down in Canton he uh, we went up for this Bigfoot walk with Brian S and uh, one of the people in the group was like asked the Bigfoot experts if uh, they heard that uh, Bigfoot could hypnotize you with its eyes and this was uh, neither confirmed nor denied by the tour guides and then we had to do the Bigfoot howl we kind of howled in the woods and we knocked with with rocks on the tree to communicate with the sasquatch i had a great time because i thought these people were criminally insane but whatever um so it was fun to, to, to answer your question to answer your question we will break it down according to category okay we will break it down according to category Um, we'll figure out a bracket and we'll have some stipulations because in my opinion, the Wendigo is going to win no matter what it goes up against. It's just a scary motherfucker. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I'm trying to think of other equivalents that we'll get to that. We'll get to that. But does anybody have anything else before we wrap it up for the, for the four and a half of you that are still listening?
2: Um, no, I am, um, doing lots of different kinds of research and, um, you know, just, that's it. Okay. That's all I have.
0: Uh, the other day, Christopher, the anniversary passed from the last time I <laughs> was at one of your shows uh, when it was at the Vortex. So uh, it's been a year, over a year now since i um, been out to a show. Do we have any progress on the album? What's going on?
1: Uh, I mean, it's done recording, but we haven't. I mean, it's gonna make us sound incredibly old, but we haven't figured out digital distribution quite yet. We just haven't sat down to hash it out. Okay. And, and uh we wanna look we still we're still gonna look into getting some vinyl press, but we just haven't looked into pricing.
0: All right, man. Um
1: but I mean for all intents and purposes, the recording is, is done. Beautiful. Um we're almost and, there. Yeah, we're working on some new material.
0: Outstanding. That, that I fucking love to hear that. I'd yeah. love to hear that. That's awesome. Do you have anything else before I wrap it up, sir?
1: Nope, that'll be it.
0: All right. Well, with that being said, I'd like to thank my dear friends uh, for hanging out with me today. Uh, it's always good to be with the group, uh, despite the news being less than stellar. Um, we bring you more of the same. i also like to thank our sponsors at this point in time. I Paint Akron, Team Mandalore, Ray Faba, and, of course, AgorasNexus.com. Vandelay Industries but ladies and gentlemen the time has come to discuss one of the most important things latex so yeah Todd Todd's gay latex ain't a thing yet when it is I'm gonna have to tell Art Vandelay he's got to go but one thing that is a thing that Todd has going on is soap okay now as you've noticed in the past couple of days if you live in this portion of the state we have cool mornings some of these mornings start out a little cool but sometimes, like for example, I'm going to tell you right now in real time for the area that we live in what the temperature is going to be coming up. You, th- you see November, you're like you're thinking, oh okay, starting to get cold. You know we're getting towards uh, Thanksgiving. It's going to be you know th- the snow is going to fly. The snow flew already last month. Okay, first of all. Secondly, though, this coming Saturday it'll be blustery, but a high of 73, 73 degrees. And then highs in the 60s five days after that ladies and gentlemen native american summer will not loosen its grip on this portion of the state and maybe your portion of the continent or wherever it is that you live i cannot stress to you enough for example thanksgiving's coming up for those of you in europe you're going to have to still go to work on thursday and friday the majority of us here will still be recovering from the copious amounts of turkey pie and all sorts of wonderful things, gambling on football, that's what I do. Um, perhaps drinking one too many, you know, adult road sodas or whatever the hell it is you're doing. But you're going to be in close proximity with relatives, maybe loved ones. Maybe you're bringing that special someone to Thanksgiving dinner for the first time. Okay? That's a big moment. That is uh, an introduction to the family, sitting down, feasting. And while you're sitting there, maybe you're. You know your parents, or you know your your sister, your brother, whoever your relations look over, and they start to twitch their nose a little bit. We'll do a quick sniff, kind of like a dog, when it picks up a trail. I smell something. What is? What is that? And it's because you or your significant other, both of you, smell like fucking shit. Okay, you're not washing properly. You're not taking care of your ball sack. You're not taking care of your reproductive organs. You're not washing your asshole. You are not washing the under tit. You are not getting the fat fold scrubbed properly with the right soap. Not detergent, real soap. My friend Todd from Akron Apothecary, however, can help you and completely mitigate the danger that lays ahead for you should you choose to sit down with people in close proximity and dine. Please check out AkronApothecary.com and patronize my friend Todd, Todd Excuse me, in his very gay handmade soap. This is precious gay soap made from gay hands to be delivered up your ass, to clean your butthole, to clean your body so that you're fresh and clean for these awesome important moments that are coming up. We have other holidays that are coming up. Don't deprive yourself, but also don't subjugate other people around you to smelling how disgusting you are. Please think of others, think of think of the next person, mm-hmm. and wash your ass with Todd's gay soap, because Todd's gay soap is...
1: Soap for the stink ass. <laughs>
0: Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. That's all we have for this week. Check out the B-side. We are the Costco hot dog of Patreon. It's two bucks a month, and you're getting video every week every week so that's four bonus episodes a month two dollars that ain't shit no that ain't shit and as soon as work slows down for me i'll be even recording more shit i will bring you more ridiculous garbage that i've recorded in the past including national bolshevism which i'm pretty sure made my friend elliot vomit in his mouth a little bit when i was reading that It was tough for me to get out buddy let me tell you right now thank you very much to our patrons Thank you to the sponsors. Thank you to the listeners and whoever you are or use in California. Thanks for the, for the massive amount of downloads. I never thought I'd see that come out of California. I'm like, what is happening? We always say bad things about there. Maybe you know about it as well. Um, take care, everybody. Thank you very much. Have a great week. And, um, yeah, that's about it. All right. See you.
2: Bye.